0: Hey, what up guys, this is S-A-R-K-O-D-I-E, and I just spoke my truth on Afrobeat Intelligence. You already know what time it is.
1: Afrobeat Intelligence Podcast.
0: Afrobeat Intelligence. Democratizing African music.
1: First, well done on the project with Bob Marley and the Wheelers on Stare It Up. Beautiful, beautiful record. Thank beautiful you. Record. Thank you, and so, and your take on it was a bit nostalgic for me. It just <laughs> feels like I'm being transported to an earlier time when there's so much love and all of that stuff and I'm just wondering, I know you said I know you said you know it was such you didn't want to do it because of the weight of what it represents, you know talent wise and legacy wise but now that you've done it, how does it feel
0: um i I, I feel like. I did the right thing, made the right choice. I did not miss on an opportunity that was supposed to happen. Um, I love the reception. And um I think, yeah, from the day that the vocals were, were laid, of course, I'm good with the, with the rap, but I just wanted the confirmation from his side, the, the, the team, the label, and then the family. And when I got the green light, I loved it. I loved it more. So, yes, I'm proud of myself that I've been able to deliver.
1: Hmm.
0: What is this? Is this something that you've ever, before perp to when the email
1: came, when they sent that email, is this something that you've ever wanted to do? Like, you've ever
0: considered at all? Like, in your wildest imaginations? Nah, I think you've been considering such a move. Yes, you could consider sampling about Mali record. That's, I think, it's it's not yes, it's hard, but you can think it's not far-fetched because you have to go through process. Worst case scenario, it's going to cost you money, but that you can pay. But for them to put you on their project, nah, I think it's even disrespectful to have that thought, you know, it's, it's not something you've got to be thinking about. Yeah. But, you know, but this can
1: also be said of you, like, with what you've done and how you have navigated the industry, this can also be said of you. Other people can look at you and say, I cannot be on a Saturday project even to think about it because it would be disrespectful because mm. on your own end, you are a legend of the art on the continent. And at this point, what does it mean, like, when you think about, like, legacy and moving forward? What does
0: that mean for you? Um. Yes, I think legacy is important. And me personally, I think I've put in enough work that even if you did not care about legacy at this point, it's like... By default, you definitely care about legacy because you've been doing this for a very long time. So it's only worth that you don't waste all these years that you've put in this work into it. So yes, you definitely want to leave something behind. And um, people like Bob Marley, I'm pretty sure we're going to get to that question about my inspiration from him. But that is something that I took from people like him, uh, people like Jay Z, Michael Jackson, yeah. Tupac. Your your legacy lives on. You know you whatever position you position yourself is going to determine how long your brand is going to stay and the impact you're going to have even when you're not here so yes i think it's very necessary i'm still navigating my way to to build something but um i think i keep it as organic as 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 could be because all these people i don't think sat down and think we want to create a legacy they just took a course and stayed into it so i'm learning a lot on how to build that but i think it's very necessary to leave a legacy behind
1: when you think about um, the legacies that have inspired you and Bob Marley is one of them. You mentioned something about, like, getting to the question about how his work really inspired you. And for you, in what way can you find, like, what you do in Bob Marley's
0: work? Um, I found out later on in my career when I realized that it's not just music. It's way bigger than that. It's, you have you have a bigger responsibility that goes beyond just dropping hit records and making people feel good and that's it. You know, you have a mouthpiece. You have ears that people would kill for. So you also have the responsibility to educate, <sighs> from, um, patch uh, broken situations. You could actually solve issues. So um, that is to me. That's what I picked up from the legacy of Bob Marley of course yeah. we love the music but to me that, is, that stands out way more because a lot of people that know Bob Marley but not even necessarily be to the music but because of what he stood for as an artist I just had to realise that's the similarities that I saw I had to realise that listen we have certain artists who are not giving that mantle. They could entertain and get away with it or say stuff and get away with it. But I see the response when I do something, whether I'm good or bad, uh, negative or positive. It's very intense, at least from where I'm from. So I get to understand that I have a bigger responsibility that's beyond music. And that's, to me, uh, some similarities that I, I kind of like notice that it's yeah. right that I take the path of these great people. True. Beautiful. But well, well, breaking it down, when you
1: got the record, like getting the record, like staring up, um, how was that recording process? Because you said you're going to share a lot more about it. How was the process for you? Um, did you get the record? You had to
0: splice it yourself. How did it work? Yes. So we're giving the the files, the original files, his original vocals that he took, and that was like very spiritual moment. I remember. I think I got it on camera. The original. But, yes, original. You know, the original vocals. No way. Yeah. And it was. It took us like two, three hours to open because it's, it's it's old. Um, old programs that they used. So we had to, like, try to find programs that can open the, the, the file. It took us big shouts to um, Posse G and, and MOG. That is why I took them with me because it would have been very difficult. And then within two, three hours, the files were loaded, like one after the other, the leads, the back end, everything. Yeah. And that was very spiritual. I think I captured that on camera. So, um, yes, it was after two, three hours, we opened it. And um, I was very nervous. about have been saying this because this is how. How did it sound? It's it's beautiful. There is there is no uh, effects. Bob yeah. is literally singing like singing singing. All the back and everything is like. I think we still have it, you know, because it's in our possession. It's it's actually beautiful, and I, it's it's. I was like, because I thought it was going to be, okay, they have done it, and then they will leave a beat space, and then I would just do mine. So I was like, you know, a cover. But this is like us having the files, and yeah. we have to reproduce it by ourselves. So it was beautiful. I trust MOG. MOG is um, it's, it's too, it's, it's a genius. MOG can create masterpiece within like five minutes. So I knew what he could do with it. He had his headphone on within yeah. the next... Ten to 15, 20 minutes. He had the, the base of the of the production, and then I built my cadence off that. I worked on the lyrics. Then, yeah, we took it from there.
1: And so, do you did it sound did it sound better than what we have now? Because <laughs> they had like different microphones back then, um, the royal files. did it sound better like than what we have it now? As way. Um, I don't. I, what was the difference? Be,
0: better is better is relative. Better, okay. I think. Um, I think what I felt was you could feel how natural okay. he sound. You know, as you could feel like you're actually standing in the room with him when he was singing. You know, with these new uh, programs that we're using, sometimes when you're singing, be you you are not too sure that's your voice, but you can literally see this is like the raw vocals from Bob Mali. And you can see it's very professionally taken. Is though it was old, but you could see the professionalism in, in how they turned the vocals. It was it was beautiful. You're actually talking about it. I I'm mean imagining how that day felt like it was it was just serene. It was beautiful. <laughs> me
1: too. I can I can uh oh, you should hold on to it you can print out and frame it. That's a keepsake. And then what, beyond this has, this, has this in any way like opened your eyes to something that can happen like within the space, like more of, uh, similar collaborations of this and what can happen posthumously?
0: I think I, I had an ultimate confidence in believing that anything is possible. But You know we are all human. We say that, but there are certain things that they will tell you right now that in your mind you think it's, this is not possible. But for this happening, I, I, I really believe that phrase where they say like there is nothing possible impossible in this world so uh um, yes i know it's going to open more doors coming from this um mm-hmm. i normally don't put too much hopes in one situation i've never done that in my whole career i never even started from songs my personal songs i don't say this is going to be the one that i'm going to take to the grammy i never do that i never put expectations and i think that's the main reason why i've been able to do this for a very long time so i know it's a great moment i obviously think this is going to attract certain type of eyeballs it's, it's done already There's certain people that i had meetings with and then this is the first time they are hearing me because i jumped on their artist their generation artist record yeah. so it's definitely opening up to different eyeballs and i think the fans updated me that my my spotify numbers shot up like 200k k um, yeah so it's, it's just new heights i'm embracing it it's a great time i'm still trying to snap out of it um i, I saw a lot of people were shocked by even hearing you stop. Don't worry. Yes. I, even me, that I did the record, that's how I felt. So uh, I, I understand you guys. I'm still not out of that whole bubble. But yes, it's a great opportunity. It's a great chance for me. And I thank God for that.
1: Hmm. And, and this, might, this might be a little bit dark. But doesn't it, like, doing the record between someone who, a legend that has passed on but left his work for us, doesn't it, like, make you think about your own mortality? uh what you'd want to happen to the things that you've created and the things that you've left behind when you're no longer here did
0: that ever yes this is very deep but uh, i so so something funny right i love horror movies right that's my favorite genre if you want to watch if you want to get me to watch something i love horror thriller um because I can, I can see through dark stuff and not feel dark. Because I, I understand it's part of life. And I know that you're not going to be here forever. And my wife doesn't like me when I talk like this because I'm very particular. I, I keep telling them how I want this to be. I don't want people to touch this. I want you to do this, this and that. So yes, um, even before this, I've, I've been that type of person. that have these thoughts once in a while. Because I think as a man, you need to understand the principles of life and not shy away from it. It's part of you. It's going to happen. These are the only things that you can actually say you're not going to experience you are going to experience why not yes. think about how that is going to be so yeah i've been having thoughts about personal life my family how my kids will be taken care of uh my music it even affects my business decisions that um i don't want to be in a situation where somebody has to be the one that my my family has to report to in case something has to happen or whatever or if, if somebody like that i need to trust the people that can yeah. actually keep my legacy going so yeah these are thoughts that i've had over the years
1: Hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, yeah, moments like this when I see posthumous uh, collaborations, it's it makes me it just makes me think about my mortality and you know what happens after now. So I figure that you, that's mm-hmm. the center of it. If it will also hit you because yeah. the person you're working with isn't with you, or isn't with us at all. So, but his work lives mm-hmm. on. And talking about legacy, you you inched forward also uh, last year with the dance. Mm-hmm album beautiful album beautiful thank you i know you're working on the video with
0: uh, black sheriff how's that going yes. yeah so we have a few things that have to arrive from london um i don't want to give locations on where we're shooting i don't want people drooping in but yeah we are we are doing that that's like literally like as we are speaking this actually yeah. in, in the works so yeah okay and
1: for an album like jams you started recording long ago. You think about the difference between that first recording you did and the first recording you did on Jams. What was different? In, 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 like, in what was different now?
0: Um, I would say way back when I started, it was, it was me finding myself, falling in love with the art, but not still finding myself. I was, I was trying to sound like what I thought, I liked. So, it was a combination of various artists that I was looking at at the point so um my accent had uh a guy here called a Confort Quadé, and then my tone yes. my tone might have um a boy who's now like into politics, big guy right now uh and then my my cadence will have a bra for my programs so So you could find a lot of people with me and not find me so it was just me it's like a test i was tested just to see how this actually feels like and of course when you start it's really hard to like find yourself from the goal so that's the experience from that time i was trying to keep a certain type of tone um the voice even when you hear me rap and they hear me talk you feel like it's two different people because i was putting up an act then when i look at me recording at Labadi, which you know say jams, is literally yeah. how I, I am at this point. I'm rapping how I feel like rap is supposed to be. I'm dictating the pace, I'm dictating the the, the, the flow, the delivery, everything. So it's, I, I think it's more of me now and more of an experiment when I started. Hmm. And
1: but well, you've always you know, it has always felt like you you have always dictated the pace. Not just the pace of your life and your career and everything, but to a wider extent, the pace of hip-hop and music in general as it pertains to your country and the continent. Um, do you feel any sense of leadership in that sense?
0: Uh, yes, I, I I. I. don't think it was intentional. I just had to, because my reality is, is my reality. And then okay. I get to see that my reality is different when people tell me about how I do my things. And then they're like, listen, you, I can't do what you do. I'm like, "But this is logic. But then I had I had to like understand that logic doesn't mean it's, it's relative. People see other forms of how they live their life to be to be logic. So I got to realise that I like to be in control, I like not to follow, I like to set pace, but I think that's how God made it. God made if God made all of us the same, I don't think we'll have the world we're living in today. So I find myself to be one of those people that have to set the pace, have to set the tone, start something, have to lead something. And I've always been like that personally professionally so yeah I, I see that sense of leadership i was because my wife keep telling me that that i need to actually start officially leading uh certain uh, initiatives that that he, he knows close to my heart but then i realized yes i have that qualities that i okay. think i can do more like that so yes leadership actually comes very natural to me i don't i don't force that but well, how about like
1: the, the the sense of responsibility and the pressure that it that it gives you? Like, is that something you've come to embrace?
0: Um, yes, in the beginning, I didn't I didn't understand because I don't know why everybody can say something and get away with it, but when I say something, it doesn't go down well with a lot of people, and uh, I can I can say a harmless statement, and then the media is like really going wild about it, but then. I wasn't taking the positive out of it. I was like, no, because you are different. And then this is the mantle you have. And I have to accept that you have this responsibility. You can run away from it. As much as you want to act normal and try to do like you are, you want to get away because this person got away with it. That is not your call. So I've, yes, I've come in terms with the fact that I have a bigger responsibility. And yes, I love taking responsibility. So that's, I don't think that would be a problem for me.
1: And the part of this responsibility is the responsibility to, I think, something else that you've shown is responsibility to be gracious, especially when you are on the fire. Cause I know even with this release and all I've seen, I've seen a few things on the internet and I'm like, no way. Yeah. <laughs> no, no way. Yeah. How can you, how can you move the conversation away from the moment for us? So, In in these moments when these things come up, because it's happened a lot. It almost feels like at every point in your career, you're always having to deal with this, with the strife and all of this. What goes on in your head in in these moments?
0: The beautiful state of mind that I would wish every human being would get to is understanding life itself and and knowing how life works. And that makes you be at ease expect people to be them but then just keep doing what you're doing because it started when i started doing music when i came in and i won five awards there was this notion out there that uh yes i've won five awards but i can't do it again and to be very honest i actually fell for that i believe that because there were like traits of great artists that came and as soon as they become artists of the year there was this notion in the people's head that's that's been pushed to them that after you win that you can't go bigger than that and i was scared Until I beat it. And I was like, oh, so it's not actually real. Life, you don't nobody determine anything. Like nobody can tell you what is happening. Nobody can say what they think you are going to be. It's not, it doesn't work like that. So when I understood life, I'm like, okay, oh, that's actually part of it. And people relate to things. Yeah, unlucky for you, where you are, this is how they receive things. Sure. you want to stop because this is how they receive things? No, I'm not stopping this from nobody. I have my personal goals. I have my personal dreams. I want my, my daughter to be proud. I want my son to be proud. I want my mom to be proud. I want my fans to be proud. I have people that I have to make proud. So I can't really feed into this energy. So um, funny, funny thing is, if you were part of my team, yeah. you would notice that I told all my team that this is going to be the first week of action. For real? Even before... Yeah, yeah. Why, why, why do you anticipate
1: that why, why do you anticipate that
0: because that is I've gone to understand this is the people we're dealing with um, I I was born and bred here but my, my thought process is a bit different I naturally as a child was gravitated towards successful stories so yeah. if you did not succeed I would not notice because that's not what I'm looking for I'm looking for success I'll only see the success in you every human being that's how I see it I don't when I see people fail, I panic because I know it makes me panic. That means it can happen to me, so I don't like when when uh, people have like bad situations because I I I refuse that for myself. But that's not what the, a, a large percentage of the people are drawn to. People will celebrate you, but at the same time, when I can see how hard they want to laugh when something goes wrong. So when I realized that, as confusing as it was for me i got to understand this is the energy you're dealing with. You have to find a way to sail through. I'm not going to stop doing music because people will have this reaction. But with time, they all come together to still play South Because the funny thing is, when anything comes up and it has to do with Ghana, I can rest assured you the Ghanians are going to root for South and go like, South is the one. So I, I just have to just keep going and, and know the people you're dealing with and just and just work with them. But do you wish it was different? Of course, bro. Of course, everybody <laughs> wish for a certain situation, but if, if that's not what it is, uh, you can't do much. But just try to try to uh, be the version of what you want to see. Hopefully, it can affect a lot of people too. Because people keep asking me like the same question you asked. You're trying to understand how I deal with it. Hopefully, people can learn how to deal with that, and that can also enforce them to have the same energy towards success. So. Uh, I wish it was different, but since it's not, I can't I can't do anything about it.
1: But this thing about this thing about like legacy and this thing about like legacy and everything else, at what point in your career did it start finally become start maybe just wanting to make a mark. And then you make this mark. At what point did you know you had made your mark and now it's about like legacy and
0: uh, I don't know if I can if I can point a particular era. Can you like point about like at any point when these thoughts start like dwelling a lot more in your head? I think with the legacy bit, it's been it's been side by side with my career. I think I've always had it in my okay. head, but then um okay. I took it serious when I think when I went past like eight years into into the game, yeah. uh, then I was like, no, th- this has been. Cause it doesn't feel long to me because with the way I treat my 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 work, I don't I don't keep counting years and I'm about to win again. Or I don't do that, so I don't notice how long it's been until I sit down for a second and go like, wow, it's actually been long. I don't feel like that, but that's what it is. Then you start worrying about not denting all this year, Yes, that you're putting into your your brand. Yeah,
1: a key part of everything that you have said that you said is even down to even the jams arms. Um, um, the ability to learn, the ability to grow, the ability to like, react, to to not react, to respond to the world in a, in a very advantageous way. And for someone who has done, for any artist to be successful across over a decade, that's, that takes a lot of change and adaptation. Um, do you, is it an active process for you, this change and adaptation? yes I love I love
0: that observation of yours because you can you can only do I was talking to somebody yesterday I said the same thing I said uh, if you love something you learn how to how to keep it you know from your job to your car your wife your, your children you'll find ways and means on how to keep keep them because you love them and if I love my job, How am I supposed to keep it? Does it take me accommodating BS? Of course, I want to keep the job, so I'll I'll accommodate it. Does it mean I have to do this? And and I might not like it, but because I love my job, I have to learn. So if I have to change my sound, which I don't have a problem with, because I'm a a full musician. I love, I appreciate music. It's not just rap. I'm I'm just more relatable with rap, but I love music in general. So it's not a problem for me to change sounds, but yeah. With time, I and I have great that I have to give props to myself. I have great intuitions, and and my my reflex is, is, is is unmatched to me. I feel like I yeah. I react the right way at the right time, and I, I don't let time pass before I notice. Even even if I let it pass, that means I couldn't do anything about it. I noticed it, you know. Yeah. But I'm I'm pretty good with keeping up with the change. In my industry, and I tried to like tag along and, and still be able to do it. I, I love I love what happened to the
1: industry when social media happened, and <laughs> how that affected everything else. Were you a social media person? Did you take to it easily?
0: I I was trying to come out the, the same way everybody was trying to come out when I started, yeah. that, which was because it was controlled, it was regulated. We had producers who brought out artists and they were the ones dictating who makes it because they pay to keep the music on rotation. I never had that because I didn't come in with, with singing. I was doing, and I was not even doing commercial rap. I was doing rap rap, like hardcore rap. So like, it was hard for me to find producers to, to support my project. So then I had to turn to Facebook. Just bit so not, not to coach you before you turn to Facebook. So producers had
1: all the aces. They had, they had all, everything and your job was... So and they were the ones who determined everything. Yes. Or which artists they produced. How? How? And how? How did it look then? Because this is this is unheard of. But
0: that's that's what it is. I think in almost all uh, the music industries worldwide, especially even in America, that's what it is at the twenty. Social media is letting people blow, but if you look at mainstream it's always people yeah. under the labels actually controlling the mainstream when it's like, worldwide sensation. And being on rotation on the radio and all these things, you have the labels, some of them owning the stations, uh, most of them are yeah. friends, they're producers, they determine what's being played on the radio because they're paying, we're talking about wealthy men in, 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 in yeah. the industry, they have the budget to be able to pay the radio to keep their artists uh, on rotation. So, for someone like me, it would have only taking a miracle to have a hit in Ghana because it's, it's not possible unless you're assigned to any of these producers. Until uh, we, we, we had this beautiful thing with social media emerge from nowhere, then yeah. I tend to because it was just out of frustration. Nobody, I would do songs, you go to a radio guy, they're asking for money. Then I had to go to Facebook and post it there. So the reason why. Um, I'm literally the first artist to have a fan base in Africa, and I can say that with confidence because there's there was never that anywhere. I started doing that, started having comments, and then I built Sock Nation from that. So okay. I, I didn't care about radio; I wasn't looking at radio because the good thing is I was on I was on radio doing radio battles. I was battling, so now the fans who were listening to that came on my Facebook to see what I was doing. So yeah. that is where I built my following. Then, um, yeah, I, I I took it to Twitter. Yeah. A big shout to this is this is top secret. My Twitter was created by Payday. R2B.
1: Whoa!
0: Yeah. <laughs> For friend, real? because I was am a Facebook baby. I I never loved anything but Facebook. And then he said yeah. Twitter's gonna be the new thing. Uh, I remember vividly we were in were in Tema, Vienna City, yeah. and then he took my phone and then created uh, on the Akode handle right in front of me and said, so "You just just stay here and see how it goes." So from yeah. then. I think most of them came on there. And I think I've loved and to date, Twitter is my favorite. And that's what I think I, I have my most uh, interaction from. That's such
1: a pivotal moment. It's it's so
0: weird how you
1: might do something in the moment and you wouldn't know how how much repercussion or what it would spiral into. Hmm. Exactly. So if you hadn't done that, you probably might have gotten there, but later and someone might have taken mm-hmm. your name. Yes. Have <laughs> Yeah, hey, we all need friends like they did. Do you Except still remind for, him of this?
0: I don't know if he actually even remembers or knows that he did it because the way he said it, it was so casual. We just have a conversation, say yo yo, this place, if I come there, but I don't think he can even remember. I, I need to ask him if he remember this because he actually created it.
1: Hmm.
0: Okay, and, and and then social media changed everything. Now, did you TikTok easily? I'm still, I'm still, I'm still navigating my way on that. I think I read about social media platforms and personalities, and I got to understand why certain platforms I'm not drawn to. I'm not on Snapchat. I I do Instagram yeah. because yeah, I can I can I can post pictures, and, and not, I, I think I like platforms that doesn't allow me to say much, and it's because of okay. how I am as a person. So the characters are limited. You don't you don't feel like you want to say a lot. Facebook, you had to go all out. You can pour your heart out. If, if I'm heartbroken, Twitter will limit my, my explanation, it will give me a few yeah. characters, so I can't really pour everything out. But yeah, so that's when I realized this is the app that I like. Anything else, I see the impact, but I just don't see my personality on there.
1: Hmm. Okay, okay. And then talk still on the adaptation course, when did, when did you finally, when did the industry, apart from, I know social media regulated the industry and all. Well, in terms of things like recording and anything, well, what was the biggest change you had to make in terms of recording? In terms of um, how you approach the game,
0: the biggest change was back to the the responsibility thing that you you, you spoke about. It crept yeah. into my recording um, now because I used to say stuff. I came from a a, a battle street battle rap culture, so you know that we are unfiltered, we are uncensored. We don't... Yeah. Anything you want to say, you say, because I know you're not supposed to take it personal. But then when I started becoming mainstream and I brought that same attitude, I had a lot of relationships to to sort out, because people were offended all the time. Then that creeped into my writing. And also when I saw the effects that I had on children, when, when families meet me and they say... Um, it's actually only good comments, but then that was scary, because I was scared to... to to dance that they said my son loves you uh you said something that's what he's been following somebody actually came to me with their son that the dad and the mom speak to which i think is, is their responsibility but when it came to me they said he doesn't listen to anything they say but what i yeah. say in my music so he chooses him his life choices based on what Sakura is saying in his music so when i Whoa. hear something like that then I'm like, nah, that means when I'm writing, as much as I want to have fun, did people actually take these things serious? So that creeped into it. And also having children um, creeped into my writing as well.
1: Hmm.
0: And it, it just changed how you approached it, the words you
1: said, the words you spat out. And yeah. it, moved you, it moved you to the light. Would you say that?
0: Yes, I think it's a good space. It's a necessary space. If you, if you weigh the options, I think this is better, a better path in the, in the long run. And I like to play the long game. So that makes sense. That to say something in the moment because this week I'm on a trend. I don't think that's, that's worth it. Well, for you, you don't even have to say You just have to breathe loudly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, and, yeah, so we're going towards the end of this. So I just have, like, two, two more questions for you. So thank you so much. You've been at this stage of our existence now as an industry, as a culture, we don't have hyper-connectivity to the rest of the world, not even via social media now, via contracts, via companies coming into our space and exploring, navigating and exploring the best parts of our culture, via people trying to monetize everything that we're creating on a global scale, you know, breaking the pop framework and all. So For you, this flight, this expansion that we've had, that we're having right now and we're currently experiencing, what do you, how, how do you feel about it and
0: when did you know this was going to come? I feel, I feel great. It's it's a, it's a beautiful thing that's happening. That's all we all pray for, that, um. I think initially when we thought it was not possible, we were willing to sell out our identity to make it somewhere else. And then you want to go into the States and start rapping like them or acting like them to be able to survive. Then when time passed, now we're the new crew that they want to sound like us. They think they need a verse from Bernard, They need a verse from Wiz, They need a verse from is i love what is happening at this point also and i like it when things are organic yes you can fight for stuff but when it falls on your lap that's the most beautiful thing that is mm-hmm. happening organically but um i think in the long run we have to intentionally try to find a way to maintain the momentum because okay. it could be a wave which you don't want that to happen um when, if they are coming in themselves you didn't force them that you have to set the rules on how this is supposed to be presented you have to take power you have to take charge. You can't just leave it to them because they're coming in and you're excited, and that's it. Because they can leave, they can leave. You can leave with you not gaining anything out of it. So yeah. I think it's a beautiful time, but I feel like we should be very strategic on how to maximize the the benefits that we are getting from it. That to me is, is the most important thing because we got it organically, but we have to strategically and intentionally keep the momentum going. And, and, and to me, that's the main the, point. of it. That is like,
1: do you think a way, a way to do this would be to, for
0: more local ownership? Yes. Yes. Because now the ball is in our courts, but we can't let them tell the narrative. Now, there is no way our big budget documentary of B should be produced by... or put you can, Yeah, to be owned by somebody yeah. on the other side or you tell yeah. the story from that perspective. That should never happen. We should do it. Um, the numbers we are having now, this is the time for business... Yeah. We should have our apps sitting here that our music is sitting on that we can tend to to listen to our African music. We should not always yes, I support our platforms. I think we're all doing business, but we should have all the vice versa. We should have things down here that is supporting us that they also need to tap into. I I believe in partnership, so I don't want it to be one way, um, and then we're always being handed stuff and just being given stuff and say oh take this millions of dollars and this and that and then we're taking what you might need in the future. Because this is a beautiful moment. It's, it's a powerful golden moment that we uh, we can't miss the opportunity to own it. So I think, yes, local, local ownership is, I encourage that all the time. I want people to own stuff here in Africa. Okay, thank you. And, you know,
1: doing this, with, you've done this over time and I know your reason for doing it as we've established in this conversation, your reason for doing it had changed, had not changed, has been adapted over time with growth, with family, with everything else, and even your approach to it. At this point, knowing... I saw what Jams did last year, beautiful work, and now you're starting this year with such, a, with such an iconic moment, man! Such, uh, such a beautiful moment. And for you, what's most important for you now in all of this? What is, what's
0: your driver now? Um... I mean, I mean the uh, the last the last conversation we just had is my focus at this point. Yes, yeah. as, as, it was it's beautiful that I ended your your conversation because that is where I'm at. That is why I was a bit passionate when I was speaking about it. I think, yeah, yeah. I'm. I i do not think my biggest high at this point is having a, a big song. That yeah. that is not gonna be. It's not gonna give me sleepless nights and go like, oh, my song is like number one. That's, I don't think that high will ever be a thing at this point, but. My high is to see that we controlling our narrative at this point. This industry, we have instructors that benefits the young ones that's coming. So my, my state of mind at this point, that's where it is. Of course, I love music and the fans want me to drop music. I'll do that. But personally, for myself, it's beyond that. So you, you, have, you have had impacts. What else? What can you do for the industry? So that is where uh, my state of mind is now. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you.